Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, KRLB, Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Unnecessary Roughness. We've said it a lot and it can be lost on people, but is our ability to evaluate and evolve what we're doing and critically look at every single decision, every single piece, um, every process, and figure out ways to improve them, scrap it totally, and start completely new if that's what we need to do, or make just a small tweak. And so I'm excited and encouraged that I know that we have that, so I know it gives us a chance to build this thing the right way and and to, to develop a team that can win consistently in the NFL. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Coming up this hour, Black Crows tickets. Got to give those out. We're giving them out every single day this week. You want a pair, we got them coming up this hour. Matter of fact, around 4.15, we'll be looking for call number nine. So if you want to go see the Black Crows, we got you. Coming up about 4.15. Wanted to go ahead and pass you on a little bit of uh, roster news, a little uh, reserve future signing for the Raiders. They tweeted out earlier today the Raiders have signed wide receiver Tyler Johnson to a reserve future contract. He was originally selected by the Buccaneers in the fifth round, 161st overall in 2020. Spent two seasons with uh, Tampa Bay before being acquired by way of waivers by the Houston Texans in 2022. He's 6'1", 205-pound receiver. Uh, he's appeared in 33 career games with six starts, had uh, 48 total receptions for 529 yards and two TDs. He's played in six postseason contests with one start, catching seven passes for 76 yards. So uh, just a little bit of a, uh, you know roster news, and that's something that you're going to see a whole lot of. You're going to see a lot of reserve future signings. That's just what teams do in the offseason. So uh, nothing that's going to blow your socks away like, oh, man, that's the move right there. But just want to continue to update you. It's not breaking news, but it's just something that, like I said, want to put in your ear hole and make sure that you are aware of as we navigate through this offseason. Uh, this hour, I do want to go over Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. He put out a piece uh, yesterday, NFL exec predictions, where will Rodgers, Lamar, uh, Tom Brady play in 2023 and more. It's a lot of different predictions, and that and that's all they are is predictions. We talked earlier today about Aaron Wilson and or to Aaron Wilson about one of the predictions, which was Derek Carr was going to end up in Houston. He pretty much... You know, he shut that down and said that that's not going to happen. But we'll go over these predictions and, you know, we'll talk between myself and Damon. And uh, you could always chime in on the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187 keyword R&R. Let us know what you think is a reality, what you think isn't a reality. And maybe even, you know, shed your own thoughts on where you think some of these guys will play uh, coming up. Like I said, we're going to do that this hour. We don't have any more guests, so we have time to hear from you. Again, on the don'tbebroke.com text sign and the listener line at 702 365 9,200. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and start things off with a phone call. Let's go ahead and uh, get Passionate Raider on. What's up, Passionate? Welcome to the show. What's up, gentlemen, man? Hey, Q, you know, this is a good question and a good topic again because it's offseason. And everything that has been happening hasn't been working. So Ziggler said a little, little thing right there was, we'll scrap it and we'll start from new. I'm okay with scrapping and starting from new, Q, because like you said earlier, same thing. I'm tired of walking around, and, and, and where's your team at? Where's your team at? You want to laugh? You want to point fingers at teams we don't like? But where have we been at? And I don't want to slide in the playoffs by getting lucky, man. I want to be there year in and year out knowing that these boys are for real. If you got to scrap it and start over, let's do it, man. I want to see Ziggler build this team to last, not for one year, not for maybe a year and a half, 
start it now and let's build this process and keep it rolling so we can continually be dominant in the AFC West. Because now you're seeing rumors out there about Russell Wilson saying he wants Sean Payton to come. I mean, you do got Herbert over there. You got Patrick Mahomes. We're going to have to have a solid team to stay consistent in this division. But these guys ain't going away anytime soon. So if you got to scrap it, start over, Dave, scrap it and start it over and build it from the ground up so we can tear it up. Let's go, Raiders! There he goes, passionate Raider right there. He's uh, responding to the question, what does this front office need to do? To give you confidence that they have a plan. Is it a move, a series of moves? Is it free agency? Is it the draft? What pushes the needle for you? And that was Passionate Raiders' response. We definitely appreciate that. Of course, 702-365-9200. You can always hit us up. RaidersBurner91 on Twitter said, Q, I want to see Dave Ziegler's plan with the seventh pick. Will it be the long-term answer at QB or build the defense? Parham shows me that they can build later in the draft, so I'm okay if they decide that Rodgers is worth that pick. Trust the process. That's Raiders Burner 91 on Twitter. Again, uh, looking for your responses on that question on the don'tbebroke.com text line, the phone line, and Twitter as well at your boy Q254 at Demon underscore the boss at RNR 920 AM. Also got some text that I wanted to get to real quick 69187 keyword RNR. I too don't have a lot of confidence. We were told one thing and got something else. I give the GM and staff a D grade. Would have given them an F, but the Adams trade was a great move. So, no, this year needs to be full of progress for me. Other coaches were much more successful with less. So, I guess my answer is question mark. That's Mark in in Jersey. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd give it an F. I don't even know if I'd give it a D. One, the Adams move was fantastic and nobody saw it coming. That was one of the things that I admired about this staff is that nobody. There was a couple people that just threw it out there. Oh, Devontae's going to be a Raider. Oh, I know it. I guarantee it. Okay. They're just throwing it out there and just hoping that it was going to come through, and it did. So that's cool. For the most part, nobody saw that move coming. When they made that move, I thought, okay, what an what a, what a offensive uh, opportunity they have. It wasn't their fault that Darren Waller was not available. It wasn't their fault that Hunter Renfro was not available. Now, uh, some will say you got to adjust and do what you got to do, and I would agree with that. But they still turned out a leading rusher in the league in Josh Jacobs. He's going to get paid for that. Devontae Adams still had 1,500 uh, yards. He still had fi- uh, 100 catches and 15 touchdowns. You know, I mean, even when Derek Carr was playing, he he put up some decent numbers. It wasn't great, but he put up some decent numbers at times. You saw glimpses. They just never were able to put it together. Max Crosby had a career year as far as sacks. Actually had a career year, period. You think about the tackles, you think about the tackles for losses, you think about the block kick, the forced fumbles, the fumble recovery. I mean, Max Crosby continued to grow and grow and grow and grow, and they got him locked up for you know the next few years because they gave him a contract extension. So I look at the I look at kind of the the groundwork. I know that the win-loss record was not there, and, and that's ultimately what it matters. But a lot of the groundwork is laid where I think there's some good things going on if they could find the right parts to take it to the next level. Yeah, any team that, especially with the Raiders six and eleven, to say that the Devontae Adams is the only move that makes you say it's not a F, right? Where that's a that's a really harsh grading scale that you're giving it to. I'm him glad on. I didn't go to your yeah, class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, Mark in Jersey. Yeah, that's a real harsh grading scale there. But like you said, that Devontae Adams move to build for the future and to make the team win now when it comes to offensive weapons, that's at least got to be a C for me because you said you mentioned the number of touchdowns that he caught, but that led the league. 
And to me, mm-hmm. hey, that's touchdowns. That's what you want. Right. So you know you've got the best receiver in the league that when, it, hey, he's catching the ball, he's taking it to the house, he's making those catches in the end zone. You've got that. The leading rusher, like you said. So all they need to show us, and also about Dylan Parham, I remember who made that point there, yeah. about Dylan Parham. They showed you that they can maybe draft well in the back end if they do give up a point. Now, I give, do give up those picks. I want to just say that the quarterback, for me, when we go back to this question, that's where it's going to be the confidence because I do have confidence that they can go out there and pick up the right defensive free agents now that they're going to have a little bit more cap room to work with. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's all about getting that right quarterback that's going to fit within this system and take that team because you got to build for the future, but this is also a win-now team because as we see on the text line, all the phone calls, nobody's trying to hear about a rebuild. Right. Mark Davis doesn't want to hear about a rebuild. It is win-now, and I know it's hard for people to believe win now but still try to build for the future I'll say this one of the big things that the front office told me and again we're talking about the front office we're not necessarily talking about the coaching staff and the wins and losses even though I know it all goes together you know one of the big things I think that the the front office did that was a mistake was not address the offensive line I think that was huge I think we could all agree on that but one thing that they showed me that was big and a big plus as far as I'm concerned is they wouldn't go out of their way to overspend right for free agents like JC Jackson all of us including myself Pound to the table, pound to the table, pound to the table. Go get J.C. Jackson. The Chargers gave that dude almost $100 million. And what did he play? Three games? Four games? Get burned multiple times? End the season on IR? Got arrested? Right? I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong. And Dave Ziegler held his water and was like, you know what? We'll pay him that much, and that's it. And once it went over that, he said, okay, thanks, but no thanks. They did that with other guys, too, in free agency, including offensive linemen. There was guys that they were interested in were like, yeah, we're not going to pay that much. James Bradbury, I believe that they had interest in him, but they weren't going to pay the money that the Eagles paid. And again, I know, and it's easy for me to say because I was saying go get that guy. It's easy for me to say, well, he should have done that. Look what he did. But the Raiders didn't have 70 sacks as a defensive line. (laughs) They didn't have those guys getting after the quarterback. It's a lot easier to play DB when you got those guys getting after the quarterback. Yeah, when you're only defending for three seconds max. Right, that part. And instead, most of the time – the Raiders' defense was defending the whole time because – and the only guy that, that was really getting to the quarterback was Max, right? I mean, that was the only guy. Okay, did Max get home yet? Nope. Oh, oh damn. Still got to still gotta uh, you know run with my wide receiver. So uh, there's that. So, yeah, just want to know the question. Want to throw the question out there to you. What does this front office need to do to give you confidence that they have a plan? Is it a move, a series of moves? Is it a free agency, the draft? What is going to push the needle for you? Let me go to this text line real quick. Rob in Oakland just hit us up. I generally trust the front office has a plan and would be surprised if it didn't, including fixing the defense, improving the offensive line, and adding a dynamic quarterback. I'm more concerned with the effective execution of their plan. We've seen other staffs across the league with plans that fall through due to poor drafts and free agent signings. It happened to Gruden and Mayock, too. I'm looking to them to be disciplined in their moves and to avoid big organizational mistakes. Devontae is a plus, and Chandler may turn out to be a minus. We're significantly behind the top teams in the league, and I'll be patient and give them time. Rob in Oakland. Really good uh, text right there. Definitely appreciate that. And, yeah, I mean, again, we're talking about the front office, but the execution is important. Once you've got the uh, the pieces in place, and I don't think the Raiders have all the pieces in place right now, and I don't think they went into the season last year with all the pieces in place, except for the fact that all the big shiny pieces, to me, shine so bright that I was like, oh, it's all good. (laughs) Everything's good here. Because the the, the big pieces shine so bright that it kind of overshadowed the small pieces that weren't so good. So I fell for the banana tailpipe. I'm okay with saying that. I have no problem with admitting that. I thought the Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs combination would trump 
uh, not so much a, a, a good offensive line or a suspect defense. Well, it obviously didn't. 702-365-9200. Who we got up, Damon? Raider Reggie. Raider Reggie, welcome to the show. Well, <laughs> what's going on, fellas? Hey, first of all, I don't even know if we got to talk yet. It's the New Year, so happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, my man. Hey, Rob hit it dead on. I mean, that's what it is. The execution of it. it it's, it's a way to get the right guy, but you do it and lose all your other opportunities to get other guys. There's a way for you to uh, utilize your cap and use it the right way. So I'm, I am, I'm laid back right now. I'm the same way I was last year. I was just waiting to see what they would do. Right. And we see some of the flashes of their uh, capability of the, the players that they got on the back end, as well as they didn't have a first round pick last year. So I'm giving them a chance, man. I'm not one of them guys that fire everybody because what is it going to do? You're going to still have to start over regardless. So let's see what they got. I'm hoping they grab a quarterback that could help us get through this transition, but at the same time, stack that old line. I want, I want the Raiders to have one of them offensive lines, man, that they just call earth movers. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. no holds barred, take care of business guys. That's what I'm hoping we get. And look, if we don't do anything else but stack that line, I think we got some guys right now on our team that could go pretty far. If you look at what other teams do with third-string quarterbacks, not to talk too much about that. But let's see what they do. Not just – I mean, let's see how they do it, not just what they do, because they can mess that money up, the cap that they're going to have. Raider Nation, stand up. I'm looking for y'all to come through this weekend. Uh, not this weekend, but – on Super Bowl weekend, I will be down there with y'all, man. I'm going to be looking for y'all. 100. Raiders. All right. There he goes. Raider Reggie, good stuff, my man. I appreciate you. Uh, got a follow-up tweet from Raiders Burner 91 He said, Q, what if Rodgers was the plan all along? Hear me out. They bring in Adams, build out into Carr's contract, or con- yeah, contract, and don't trade Waller to Green Bay for a second-round pick. Dave could have seen Rodgers' contract language and thought a trade was possible this year. That's uh that's Raider Burger ninety one and that's a good thought. I don't know if that's the case or not. We'll see how it all plays out. Have no idea. I'm not too sure. Let's go ahead and get one more call and then we'll take a break. And of course we'll be looking for those Black Crows tickets winner. Uh caller number nine we'll be looking for. But uh Damon, who we got up now? David in Vegas. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey man, thanks for taking my call. Yep. Hey, they need to fix the team so that Brady comes here. If they can't do that, then they never should have gotten rid of Carr. Because Brady's not going to go to a team that's not going to win a Super Bowl. He's not going to go to be a challenge or to make it to the playoffs. He wants to win a Super Bowl. So if they get Brady here, that means Brady thinks this team is good enough. Otherwise, what are we going to wind up with? Baker Mayfield? I mean, right. Jimmy Garoppolo's a lateral. You know, he's not Agreed. better than Carr. Agreed. I mean, they need to fix the rest of the team. The, the quarterback, you know what? We, we are where we are because they did what they did and they made the deal they did. With Carr, they're going to have to cut Carr. They're not going to be able to trade him. So they need to fix everything else and find a way. Brady's your boy. You were with Brady. Bring him over. You're, you're here to do the tough, heavy lifting. Do the heavy lifting. Get him here for one year. Draft somebody or trade for Trey Lance. Do something. Get somebody else here. you got to show us now. You talk, They talked a lot. they got to show us now. 
There you go. Good stuff, man. Great call. And, yeah, I'll say that. I mean, that's something I said when the Brady rumors first started coming up. Like, okay, if he were to sign with the Raiders, that means he believes he could win. He's not going, like you said, he ain't going to no team to be a rebuild. He's not going to just be the, you know, the star attraction. Oh, hey, here's so-and-so and Brady. You know, Brady and the – who's a team that's terrible? Think about a team that's terrible that needs a, a quarterback. Just the Texans. Yeah. Brady and the Texans. Whatever. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not he's not going just there. He's going somewhere where he thinks he could win. So if all of a sudden he were to sign with the team, to me, that would make me feel like, okay, they're gonna address the offensive line and they're gonna address the defense. They're gonna build this thing up as much as possible to make sure he has a chance to win. The only problem with that, the only thing that concerns me is does that mean that they're gonna sacrifice long term success for just one year, two years max, and then all of a sudden you're back in the what do you do now, George moment? Or is it something that they could build on while he's still a Raider and, and bringing him in for the short-term success but also build the team out? That's what would concern me because I'm tired. I'm so tired. And I know it doesn't make any difference. I'm not going to lose any sleep at night. But I'm just tired of the Raiders dipping into the playoffs and giving everybody a tease. And then all of a sudden the next year they're terrible. Like the hype was so large in 2017 coming off that 2016 uh, trip to the playoffs, the loss to the Texans. And then all of a sudden, 2017, they they s the bed, right? It was bad. And then all of a sudden, the hype so was so large this year going into the season after the playoff trip in 2021, and they s the bed. Like I'm tired of s in the bed, right? At some point, you gotta gra- you gotta graduate from that. The Raiders need to graduate from that. They need to get up, take their stinking self to the uh, toilet, and not s the bed anymore. It's gotta be done. 702-365-9200. Call number nine. That's what I'm looking for right now. Black Crows tickets. We got them all week long. We're trying to give them to you right now. Hit us up. 702-365-9200. Call number nine. That's what we're looking for. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got to give a big shout out to my man Jason. Got hooked up with a pair of tickets to go see the Black Crows. We got those tickets all week long. We'll be lacing you up with. So uh, that's a good thing. So shout out to Jason. Who is our caller number nine? And if you want to go see the Black Crows, we got tickets, like I said, all week long here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Now, got a lot to get to in a little bit amount of time. Want to hear from you? Dolbybroke.com text sign. What does this front office need to do to give you confidence that they have a plan? Is it a move, a series of moves? Is it a free agency, the draft? What's going to push the needle for you? For me, I just want to continue to see the team built. I want to see the team continue to build so I know that there is a long-term plan where each and every year the team could be solid. The team could be a team that could, could compete for the playoffs, and you know that they're not going to be, you know, if they dip into the playoffs, it's not like, wow, how'd they do that? No, it's going to be like it was expected. That's what I want to see. I want to see, and this is what Mark Davis hired Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and company to do, bring what they had, the success that they had in New England. I know nobody wants to hear the, the P word, so I'm not going to say it. Bring that success that they had in New England to Las Vegas and, and make the team uh, a team that is has a sustained success more than they don't. That's what they're looking for. And that's what I think everyone should be looking for. If you're not looking for that, then what are you doing, right? So for me, I want to see that continue to build not just the offense, not just the defense, but I want to see both sides of the ball being built. Like Devontae Adams, you know, he, you know his contract. I mean, maybe three years from now, all of a sudden, maybe Devontae Adams is not a Raider anymore. Two, three years from now, he's not a Raider anymore. Is there a stud right behind him? Well, if you build it right, then there could be. There could be a guy ready to take over that role. If you don't, then maybe there's not, right? There, you don't want to have to continue to 
trade for the best player in the league or trade for a player to all of a sudden have your best player. You want to be able to build your best player. That's what I want to see. See them go out and continue to get guys. Daniel Jeremiah says it every year, and it's, it's, it's draft season, and we'll talk to him at some point. He says it every single year when he was in Baltimore. They drafted the best player available no matter what. When they draft Terrell Suggs, who is my arch enemy, when they drafted Terrell Suggs, they had no need for an edge rusher. Terrell Suggs didn't even start. He came off the bench because they didn't need him. He won Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, even though he wasn't a starter because he had that much success when he was able to come into the game. But when they drafted, he was the best player there. And so when it was time for the guy in front of him to move on, they were able to let him walk because Terrell Suggs was there to be a stud. That's what the Raiders have to do. Find guys that, okay, when this dude's ready to walk, this dude's getting a little bit older, no problem. There's a stud right behind him that could be just as good, if not better. That's what they need. And that goes with all areas of the team. Offensive line, defensive line, the wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. I mean, everything. The only position that's really lasting, as we know in the NFL, is the quarterback position. Everyone else should be interchangeable. One guy bounces, okay, no problem. Another guy is right there to fill that void. That's what I want to see. I want to see year after year of you know hits in the draft. Not a bunch of question marks. Not a bunch of guys that we get hyped up for just because the Raiders drafted them. But guys that, you know, not saying that the Mel Kuypers and the Tom McShays and the Daniel Jeremiah's and you know Bucky Brooks and all them cats, you know, are are are, are spot on all the time. But guys that are like, man, they had a really good draft, right? I mean, what did we all say about the Jets draft this past year? Wow. That was fantastic. They had a hell of a draft. And guess what? They had a hell of a team. <laughs> right? I mean, they got multiple guys for the uh, up for rookie of the year, offensively and defensively. Because they hit on their picks. But I don't think there was one swing and D alive that saw their draft and was like, I don't know if that was a good draft or not. No, everyone was like, man, they did well. They did really well in their draft. And guess what? It turned and showed in the regular season. The only thing that they didn't have is a quarterback. That's it. That's why they're talking about Derek Carr as a possible solution there in New York. Just don't have the quarterback. And it goes back to something that Dave Ziegler said in that episode of Behind the Shield where he mentioned that the Raiders are in the lowest percentage of teams. He didn't give the exact percentage when it comes to growing homegrown talent that's on their current roster. So that's got to be a problem because I know we all like to look at the Rams as an example of F them picks, but the picks that they do have on that right. roster and the guys that they hit on are still the homegrown talents. And you see, hey, they, they're quarterback away, we'll trade for Matt Stafford. That's what they did there. So it's important to say that even though other teams, you might want to look around the league and say, oh, but they have these stars, but look to see that the teams that are left in the playoffs now, all of these teams are homegrown, and that's where it starts, where they've got to hit in the draft. So I know for some people it might be, oh, trade that first-round pick for Rodgers, but you got you got to build the team eventually. Each year, like, I'm not saying that last year was a setback mm-hmm. trading away those picks because Devontae Adams right, is Devontae fantastic, Adams. Right. But you can't do that again this year, not in my mind, because eventually you got to start building towards that future, and it's got to start somewhere. It's great to hit on the third-round pick in mm-hmm. Dylan Parham, yeah. but imagine if you still have that same draft analysis and you can get a, a starter that's a first-round and a second-round guy. Maybe one of those guys is a pro bowler, you're all pro. Right. But if you keep mortgaging that for the, for the right now, where are you going to end up now? Because you still need that homegrown talent, and that comes with having more draft picks. You know, and I know no one wants to give credit to the, the the past staff, but that's where I give them credit because they had that vision. Like Robin Oakland said, they had that vision. Hell, they had five first-round picks, right? They traded Mack. They traded Cooper. They had five first-round picks. The problem is 
They whiffed on them all outside of Josh Jacobs. They whiffed on all of them. No disrespect to Cleve Furrow, but that's not, that wasn't the guy. That's not it. That's not it. They whiffed. If they hadn't whiffed, even if they had hit on three of those guys, could you imagine where they'd be right now? Right? I mean, that's the thing. They missed out on those picks where they, they tried to say that, okay, we're going to trade this guy who can get us a lot of collateral back, get us a lot of draft capital, and we're going to build a team. Like, the, the vision was there to build the depth. They just did it with the wrong guys. And time and time again, and you see what happens when you have those first-round picks and you do miss on them, you are in a position yeah. where, hey, now you got to trade for a Devontae Adams. Right. Hey, mate, you're, you're hoping and praying that your fourth-round pick in Max Crosby is actually the guy, that the, the guy that you drafted, what was it, fourth or fifth overall? Right. The guy that you get in the fourth round is now that guy that the guy who you drafted in the first round was supposed to be. Right. And that's a that's a great coincidence. That's a great thing to happen because you can still say, hey, we got a stud in that draft. But you want that stud that you find in the draft to be the guy that you draft first overall, not the guy that you get in the fourth round who you're hoping, hey, if it's, he reaches the ceiling, he'll be a, a nice rotational piece. You don't want the fourth overall pick to be a nice rotational piece because then when that guy's contract is up, he's gone. Right. As we're going to see now, I don't think Cleef Earl's sticking around. No, no, no. I mean, if, if he does, it'll be, you know, for depth, and it'll just be, you know, a rotational piece. And, look, I don't want to sound disrespectful to him because I think he's done a good job for what he's been asked to do. Anything he's been asked to do, he's done. But, I mean, he'll never, ever live up to the number four overall pick. He just won't. And I think he knows that. And, that's it's not, again, it's not his fault where he was drafted. It's just it's a problem. But, look, I mean, go back to teams that had multiple first-round picks, and I use the Jets as an example. Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, round one, number four overall. Round one, number 10 overall, Garrett Wilson. Boom, that's two hits right there. Round one, number 26 overall, Jermaine Johnson, defensive end out of Florida State. And I, there's probably the most questions about him, and he's, and he's got some goods. Round two, number 36 overall, Brees Hall. We all know he was a stud until he tore his uh, ACL. I mean, those are, out of the first four picks that they had, at least three of them are, are studs. Not good players, studs. That's a good job with the scouting department. That's a great job with the scouting department. Sauce Gardner, I could have picked that one. Actually, I did. <laughs> right? That was easy. But Garrett Wilson, there was questions if he was going to be the dude. He is. Right? And then to have the, the, the third pick in the, uh, in, in the first round as well, in Jermaine Johnson, I couldn't even believe he was there waiting for the, for the Jets to grab him. I thought the team like the Cowboys or someone was going to pick him. They got him number 26 overall. That was a big pickup. And then, oh, by the way, you get into the second round, you pick up Brees Hall, who was fantastic. He was amazing. Like, you wonder why Brock Purdy is so successful? You know who he had at Iowa State that was successful and helped him out? Brees Hall. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was the main reason why Brock Purdy was successful at Iowa State, because he had a hell of a running game led by Brees Hall. So they did a really good job having multiple first-round picks. If you're going to have multiples, you have a couple cracks at it, Man, you got to get it. You got to get it right. And unfortunately for the team, they did not. They just didn't. Josh Jacobs was the dude who had a career year this past year. And that was it. You know, everyone says, oh, the team messed up by not picking up his fifth year option. He had a career year this year. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it, was, it was a question mark. I think a lot of people questioned it. There's people right now that say, oh, don't resign him because he's a running back because they devalue the running back position, not me. I think it's a great position, but I get it. The lay of the land, the way that the league looks at it, it's, it's a running back. 
Exactly. As you say that, oh, they whiffed on those all those first-round picks, there are some people that say they whiffed on all five because yes. Josh Jacobs is a running right, back. Right, exactly. Just that alone, yo, you should never draft a running back in the first round. But so there, there are always detriments that are going to be played, especially when you're a running back. But I still think that they should give him a big contract this I do season. Too. But when it comes to the draft and hitting on it, even when you said the Jets, look back at some previous, you know, when you win the draft right on that Monday, everybody, like, you bleach your report, NFL.com, you're going to see who won the draft, giving out draft grades from guys who haven't even touched the grass yet. And even after last year's draft with the Jets, they got A's. Right. Just goes to pro. You, you're bringing out the stats, what they did actually on the season. But like you said, you could have called it on draft day that these guys were going to be studs or projected to be studs because, hey, after it was finished, those Monday mornings right after the draft, Hey, the Jets get an A for how well they drafted. Mm-hmm. And with the Raiders, it was still some question marks with the guys that they picked. Not, uh, what's, oh, maybe that guy, but just some reaches, as you saw with Cleve Farrell, as Alex Leatherwood was drafted, where it was just some head scratchers. And if everyone around the league is saying, eh, I don't know about that one, we're seeing that they were right by saying, yeah, that maybe wouldn't have been the best player to draft at that spot. Right, so there's a lot of pressure on the Silver and Black as they have the number 7 overall pick. They only got one crack at it. If they if they pull a trigger, who knows what they do? If they if they make a move, they trade the draft pick, like Demon said. You know, at some point you got to make the call. A lot of people have argued and said, "Hey, man, you're not going to be in the top ten, or at least you're not expecting to be in the top ten very often. You have an opportunity to go get your quarterback of the future. Maybe go get him now, even if you have to trade up. I know my man Raider Mac would like to do that. Go get that guy. I'm not a big fan of that because the team has so many holes, in my opinion. You can't really afford to give up draft capital. You need as many cracks at it as possible." As far as I'm concerned, because you need to get defensive help, you need to get offensive help, and there's guys that you can get in round two, in round three, in round four, in round seven that can contribute to your team. So I don't want to see them give up a bunch of capital, but who knows what direction they're going to go, and that's the thing about it. We have no clue. We have no clue because the quarterback position is such a huge position, and you know that they've got to address it at some point, even if they get a Brady, even if they get a Rodgers. Okay, so what's next? It's not going to last forever. You ain't going to find the fountain of youth and all of a sudden age backwards. <laughs> if that was the case, I'd have searched for that fountain of youth a long time ago. Right? I mean, you just, at some point, okay, even if you were to go and get a Brady or a Rogers, that is no more than a Band-Aid. It may be successful for the next two years, but it's no more than a Band-Aid. Then what? Who do you have behind them? I, I, I don't ever want to sound like I'm disrespectful to, well, anyone, I really don't want to sound like I'm disrespectful to Jarrett Stenham, but I don't think that he pushes the needle. If he was your, your quarterback that started the season, opened up the season in 2023, I don't think he's pushing the needle for Raider Nation. I just don't. I know people say it now, like, oh, he did this against the 49ers. I hear Heidi all the time in the morning talking about Jarrett Stenham. I'm like, it was a two-game sample size. Don't fall victim to a banana in the tailpipe. And it was only one good game. Right. Exactly. And I understand where she's coming from. But, you know, at the same time, it's like you've got to look at the big picture. You can't be suckered into the small, like, oh, hey, that was great for a minute. Yeah, cool. That was great for two games. Two games. And the 49ers themselves, you were in the locker room. They said, we took the Raiders lightly. <laughs> like they flat out said it. You were in the damn locker room. They did say that. But something that I wanted to bring up, I remember a couple of years ago, you said that Jalen Hurts, you knew then, hey, Jalen Hurts, he, he should have been the guy. The future, the plan ahead, Jalen Hurts, start under Derek, learn from Derek yeah. Carr for a couple of years. Yep. Do you feel like there's any of that quarterback or you need some more time that there's a guy that could be a day two guy that you feel the same about? I don't see him right now. I really don't. Uh, I have to do some more deep diving. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts, I just saw him when he was at Alabama, and then I saw him transition to Oklahoma. And since I was in Central Texas, we were so college football heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, that was what we did. That was our bag. So I was so focused in, and I was like, one, the dude has a hell of a head on his shoulders because he didn't pout like a lot of guys. He didn't immediately hit the transfer portal when Tua hit the game. Oh, Tua's in. I'm out. He didn't do that. Right? When Tua went down, what did he do? Step in and win a game when they had to. And I was like, I like that. I knew he had the, the ability to use his legs and the work ethic. That's the thing that, I, that really stood out to me was the work ethic to get better with his arm. He goes to Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. Kyler Murray won the Heisman Trophy. Baker Mayfield was a, 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 a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, he, he, they did all that, right? He ends up in, in New York as a Heisman Trophy finalist. He didn't win it, but he was there. So he didn't miss a beat, and I felt like he got better. And then all of a sudden he goes to the league, and Philly was smart, and they drafted him in the second round. And I even thought they started him too soon. I, I thought, nah, you don't want to start him that soon. He still needs a little bit of time to develop. But they were ready to move on from Carson Wentz. They, they pushed off from him, and Jalen was there. And he did okay. But until they made that move for A.J. Brown and put some other pieces around him, like Devontae Smith when they drafted him and brought some other pieces in, there were so many questions like, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be the guy. I don't know. I know for a fact there's been many people like Vic Tafer, Vinny Bonsignor, others that said, hey, the Raiders like Jalen. They liked him. Mm-hmm. They just didn't draft him when they had the opportunity. I thought they should have got him in the first round and had that fifth-year option, similar to what Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson when they got him at the very end of the fifth round or the, the first round, but they had that fifth-year option. That was a benefit for them. That can give him time. That's what I thought the Raiders should do with, with Jalen, but it didn't work out. That's fine. Philly got him. He's an MVP finalist now. I don't think he's going to win it, but shout him out. He's an MVP finalist. His team is playing championship weekend. And just because he's playing well in Philly doesn't mean he would have gone to the Raiders and played well. But I just the traits that he had in him screamed to me leadership, a guy who's not going to rest on who he is. He's going to work hard, work hard, and work harder. He's not going to worry about you know progressive commercials. He's not going to be worried about chunky soup commercials. He's not going to be worried about playing video games. He's not going to be worried about any of that stuff. He ain't the quarterback that all of a sudden they're going to say, well, 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 how come he's not playing? Oh, he's got mono. He's not going to be that guy, right? That was Sam Darnold, by the way. You know, yeah. I just, I mean, he's not, he, he's, he's a guy that's got his priorities straight. I'm still trying to figure out who the uh, chunky Chamble, Campbell Scoops. Oh, that's Sean McVay. Sean McVay is the head coach. <laughs> Donovan McNabb back in the day. Remember, he was that guy. Him and his mama. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Baker Mayfield was the progressive guy, but there's that. What else did he do? He did some other commercials too, but he just had every progressive commercial. Yeah, he did. That's true. He he had a lot, but I mean, that's the thing. That was never Jalen Hurts' thing. He he always was a guy that wanted to just work really hard and 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 prove the doubters wrong. And if that's a chip on the shoulder that you need to have, that's fine. If you listen to a press conference he has these days, he's not you know laughing it up, yucking it up. He's not you know this and that. He's business. I don't know if that's the Nick Saban in him. I don't know, but he is absolutely about his business. And that's what I respected, and that's why I thought he'd be great to learn under Derek, who I thought was a hell of a player, a guy who sustained the quarterback position. I'll go to my grave and say that. And a guy that at some point, you know, as the game continues to transition to guys that have more mobility, at some point they could pass the torch on to Jalen, and he could take from what he learned from Derek because I think he'd have been a willing teacher as well. That was the one thing I respected about Derek. He didn't seem like a guy that was like, I ain't teaching that guy. He's going to try to take my job. He never seemed like that guy. He seemed like a guy that was willing to teach everybody or help whatever he knew. So I thought that was an ideal situation. Obviously, it never worked out that way. So there's that. 702-365-9200. That is the Raider Nation listener line. Who we got up? 
Raider Mac. Raider Mac. Hey, all I got to do is say his name, man. He's in the sub. What up, Raider Mac? What up, man? What's up? Hey, I heard what y'all said after I got off. I couldn't defend myself. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't even remember. <laughs> hey, we were talking about the defense. You asked yesterday whether we want to uh, the defense. Oh, yeah, that's right. Great defense and stuff. Yep. But I'm not even going to get into that. All right. I, for the, here's my biggest thing is that Q and DeMond, especially DeMond, you got, your team is the is the Titans, correct, DeMond? I, I, I'm, I'm that is correct. I can confirm. That is correct. What are you missing on that team? Can you answer my question? You got defense. You got a running back. What are you missing? Mm, here and A.J. Brown. Uh, that's where, that's where okay. the A.J. Brown. But, but, but what you missing, though, What what's the main thing you missing over there? You want me to say quarterback? Yeah, thank you. You know it. You know it. Come on. I know it. You, I know it. You know it. Come on, man. I know it. That's Come what you're on, missing man. as a quarterback. You know better than that. Don't, look, look, man, I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to, you know, say anything bad about your team, but I'm telling you, you guys were the number one seed last year, correct? And you lost to the to Joe Burrow and the and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals sacked him thirteen times or twelve times, some playoff record. Or nine. And you still nine. lost. <laughs> you still lost that game. So tell me if you Team had a destiny. better quarterback, you wouldn't have won. But here's the thing on Stenham. I, I hear uh, what's his name? Hey, uh, is it Haiti or is it Haiti? Heidi. 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 I hear with that nonsense. That's ridiculous. For anybody to think that. Stenum is going to be the star quarterback for the Raiders next year. They that that's ridiculous because if he was that good, he would have he would have he would have been you would have saw that in New England or somewhere else because everybody saw Garoppolo in New England and that's why they traded him for, for first round pick to San Francisco that year. They didn't see that in Stenum, so I don't want to hear about Stenum. We cannot. We need to. We need to sure. And Q, I just want to ask you this. What most teams do, get a young quarterback and build around him because you don't have to pay him that kind of money. That's what we got to do. True. I'm with you. I'm tired of losing and then go to the playoff for one year and then we lose the next seven years. That, that is mm-hmm. just not consistent and it's not stable. And you brought up the best point I've heard in a long time about, about the Raiders. Let, let me give you one point and then I'll get off the, your phone. There were five Raiders defensive teams uh, that were in the top 10 between number one and number 15, their defensive team. The 1976 Raiders, the 1980 Raiders, the 1983 Raiders, the 2000 Raiders, and the 1990 Raiders. Out of those five teams, they all, 1980 and 1983, had Jim Plunkett, the number one pick in the draft, won two Super Bowl. 1976, Tim Stabler won a Super Bowl. 2002, uh, Rich Gannon he should have won a Super Bowl, but Gruden had the place. We never changed it, but he got to the Super Bowl. Guess what? The 1990 team had the, one of the best defense with Howie Long and all the rest of those guys. Do you know who their quarterback was? Jay Schrader. They got beat 51 to three in the um, in the in the AFC Championship. So I'm saying, build within, get the offensive line together. But if you get a young quarterback, you can. You he doesn't have a big contract, so just. Just build the running, just like the uh, Seattle did yeah. with um with them. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you 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 got to be you got to go out and get all these other guys. But what I'm saying is that Tom Brady is not going to work here. You got I'm with you. A fix is no good. We need to be consistent every. I'm tired of losing. It's just we just losing, 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 and then we win one year, and then we we back to losing again. 
Come on, man. This, it, it, we got to get consistency, and I agree with you, and I'll, I'll go. Thank you for letting me talk. Hey, no doubt, no doubt. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you, man. He did the deep diving right there, dropping nuggets, dropping bombs. Where's uh, where's my man at? Where's uh, where's Funk Flex? And when I need it, I need a bomb drop. Boom. There you go. I'll drop the bomb. It's all good. But, no, Raider Mac brings up a great point, you know, and that and that's what the Raiders have to decide. You know, for me, I'm I'm good with building up the defense and 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 getting a a a, a bridge quarterback, but you also have to get that guy of the future. You do, you really do. But I just, I mean, I look at the overall picture of the team, man, and, and just it's not, it's not a, it's not a, 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 a I don't want to say well oiled machine. It's just not a complete team. Let's put it like that. There's so many holes that they need they need to go ahead and uh, and, and build on. That's what I'm talking about right there. That was for you, Raider Mac. I mean, hey, it's better to be late than never, right? Hold on. But first off, let me respond to Raider Mac because he was really – he just wanted to take some shots at me just before he – I mean, he wasn't wrong, though. For you're, no reason. Look, Tannehill, I've always said Tannehill is is average at best. But he got hurt this season. He was average at best last season. But that's why they had to get rid of the GM because he gave away A.J. Brown. There's no coincidence that the Eagles are going to be playing. He was average at best at a You take away his a, best weapon, Q. That was the problem. We, we got to get the break. You know, no, we don't. AJ, no, no. A.J. Brown was fantastic, but Ryan Tannehill is not. He is average at best. But what, do, what does an average quarterback need around him? Some good weapons. They do. Y'all, you're right. You're right about that. But he's average at best. I'm not saying he's going the greatest back, okay. of all time. I'm just saying that going they took away Going back to last weapon. year, to Raider Max point, the Titans sacked Joe Burrow, what, nine times? Nine times. And who threw three interceptions? Yeah, it was somebody. Yeah, it was Ryan Tannehill. Exactly. He threw three picks. That's the reason why they lost the game. And now, you know, to the Bengals' credit, to make you feel better, the Bengals went on to play in the Super Bowl. Now they lost, but they played in the Super Bowl, and now they're right there knocking on the door again. So obviously they're a good team. But if you sack a quarterback nine times, you ain't got no reason to lose. They did. Great call. are also coming off foot surgery. Okay. 445 is the time. Let's make more excuses. 445 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. <laughs> Something me and DeMond were talking about in the commercial break. Saw this tweet sent our direction. The Raiders offseason started off bad when they didn't re-sign Alec Ingold, the, full, the fullback. I like Alec Ingold like the next man. Don't get me wrong. He was a fan favorite. He was a captain. He was this, that, and the other. He was a good dude. But believe me, the Raiders didn't only win six games in 2022 because Alec Ingold wasn't on the team. Also got a new book out now. That's awesome. Like I said, yeah. Alec Ingold, the guy? Great Fantastic. Guy. Alec Ingold, the 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 guy who worked his tail off as undrafted to being someone signing a big time free agent deal, that was awesome for him. This 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 staff obviously was not going to sign a fullback to that kind of big time money. But for those that think that everything started to go downhill when Alec Ingold was not signed, he started 13 games for the Dolphins in 2022. He had six rushing attempts for eight yards. That's a 1.3 average if you're doing the math. One touchdown. He had 15 catches for 105 yards. That's seven yards on average, just if you're doing the math. His long catch was 17 yards and one touchdown. That's what he did in 2022. Not bad for a fullback because fullbacks don't get a lot of love. Jakob Johnson didn't cost hardly anything. One-year deal, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing. I'm just saying, I'll take the Josh Jacobs leading the league in rushing over the eight yards and 105 yards, respectively. Thought you were going to want the takeover beat underneath that. 
<laughs> when you were doing the math. I can divide. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like, like I said, Alec Engel, definitely a fan favorite. But that's the thing. Raider fans got to stop getting so caught up in the name and the, oh, man, I like that guy so much. And, oh, the team's not going to survive without him. No, they did just fine without him. And he did fine without the Raiders and got a big-time free agent deal for Miami. I'm actually super happy for him that he got that deal. He was not going to get that with this staff. So he goes somewhere else and cashes an awesome check. That's, that is, a, that is a, a success story. Let's put it like that. Again, a guy that was undrafted, worked his way up, made it, and then signed that free agent deal. That's big time for him. But it's not a guy that the, the Raiders didn't have a successful season because he wasn't there. And also, for him personally, being on the field, the way the Dolphins used him would have been completely different the way the Raiders used Jocko yeah. Johnson this past right. season. Right, Where it comes to, think about the way San Francisco uses their fullback, where it's, he's involved, maybe they're, line, they're lining him up at wideout, you know, just to give that little threat, but then it's a bubble screen to Tyreek Hill, right. and he's creating some blocking lanes like that. So it's just it's apples and oranges when it comes to how the teams are going to use fullbacks in a position that's Dying away in the NFL, honestly. Right, exactly. I thought Jakob Johnson did a hell of a job, and that's why I said that he's a priority guy to bring back in 2023. That was something that we talked about when we looked at the restricted, or the unrestricted free agents that the Raiders have coming up this offseason. They have 26 of them. Myself and DeMond talked about it a couple weeks ago. So, uh, and, and he was one of the five. I had five guys out of 26 that I thought were priorities. I'm not saying they're the only guys that could come back, but they were the guys that Dave Ziegler should look at and be like, yep. That guy's coming back for sure. Only five out of 26. Sometimes you can't fall in love with the, I say it all the time, don't fall in love with the name, fall in love with the game. If they got the game, great. If they just got the name, let them go. L-I-G it. Let it go. It's good. It's healthy for you. Got a text. Got a couple texts. Matter of fact, as we close out the show today, this one's from the 707. Caller was right. Losing is the norm now. I'm tired of wanting the hated Niners to lose, which they are not to make myself feel better about this continuous losing and inability to get even two games into the playoffs during the rare times that we do get in. So regarding the question, we all know what is needed. My confidence in the front office is on pause until further notice. However, my lifelong fanship for this team is not. That's from the 707, and I, I don't know. We all know what is needed. What is needed, in your opinion? That's, <laughs> that's the question I'm asking. What, what is needed to, 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 to take your confidence for the front office off of pause and where you want it to be? I think that's just more of a general statement about we know that the team needs a quarterback, we know that the defense needs to be improved, and we know that the offensive line needs to be improved. So I think it's more of just that blanket statement of no, there's no exact answer, but it's just well, we all know what the problem is. Right. Just one of those. I mean, it's easy to say that, though. It's easy to say we all know what the problem is, but let's be in the solution-solving business. That's a little bit harder. Well, that's, and, that's, and that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Everyone, there's a hey, look. It does it, it, a village idiot, and I'm not calling our texture that. A village idiot could say, "Hey, man, there's a problem." Yeah, I know. I know there's a problem. What's the solution? Right? That's that's where you start to challenge yourself. Okay. Well, how does it happen? I love the text, and I get it. And and unfortunately, losing is the norm. And that's gotta that's gotta change. The question is, how does that start to turn around? Thank you for that text. Gizmo said, better late than never, better late than never. We need leadership that we need leadership, excuse me, that can get our guys to step into the building early and stay late. Not just one guy on offense and one guy on defense. Get all the guys to buy into the vision from top to bottom. And I'll know the front office is doing the job. If that means an elite quarterback one and a future star to back him up, an A plus draft, free agents flocking in for residency, so be it. Let's go. 
Raiders. That's from Gizmo. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I like that as well. Uh, and also, he said, grading last year's draft. Did y'all see any whiffs? I didn't. To me, we're building that foundation across the board, but I could be wrong. I'll say this. We didn't see much from Britton Brown. Didn't see much from Neil Farrell. Didn't see much from Matthew Butler. The jury's still out on them. We'll talk again tomorrow. Have a great evening. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Yeah.